You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. I'm looking and I'm looking, and I don't see any new callers, so I think we're just going to pick up where we left off. And that is with Dakota. Hey, y'all. This is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. I know I've been calling in a lot. Apparently, I got stuff to say. I don't know why. But I'm calling in response to... Let me go ahead and get on speaker so I can take a look at this. On Twitter, there is a gentleman by the handle... Marks? No, Max Markham NFL. Yep. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, he's a Bears guy, Bears fan, Bears something. Anyway, he posted a picture that I assume came from Instagram. It's got all the Instagram vibes. Um, and it has Jordan Love raising a cup on a boat. You know, he celebrates something. This man asked, what is Jordan Love celebrating? Now, I thought this was a, uh, you know, like a, like a harmless question. And I start looking down, and I realize, oh, no. No, no, no. I see a bunch of Bears fans taking this opportunity to just bash on Jordan Love, talking about how he doesn't have a six-pack, which, strangely, his stomach is covered up by, I believe this is Christian Watson, and his arm and uh, a cup, so you can't really see it. Boy, you can obviously see he doesn't have the definition Justin Fields does, and that's, that's what they keep you know, talking about, and I'm just confused. So I started getting frustrated. I'm like, y'all have no right to be talking about this. I mean, let he, with a competent QB, throw the first stone. <laughs> y'all ain't got no stones. And then it hit me. They're not doing this out of disdain or out, out, out of hatred for Jordan Love. No, they don't know Jordan Love like that. I understand what's happening. So I put this tweet out. This is a public service announcement. I know everybody doesn't have Twitter, so this is why I'm going on the podcast. You know, everybody listens to this. So, for you unfortunate Bears fans, a celebration is an event held to mark one's pleasure by engaging in social activity. Celebrations are typically planned in response to enjoyable stimuli, such as turning a new leaf or winning. I understand your confusion and disdain (laughs) and hope that this information helps you in the future. All right. Follow on, y'all. Yeah, the absolute hypocrisy of a fan base that tells me that when I cite statistics that I'm doing the wrong thing because, you know, things like accuracy and, um, you know, dangerous throws, time behind the line of scrimmage, that's not adequate in terms of it's, it's not up to their standards. 
are then going to turn around and compare stomachs of quarterbacks. They're a bunch of absolute... I mean, listen, Bears fans always have a fun offseason. I've never seen them this insane in my life. And it was funny, I actually saw on Reddit, Lions fans were like, what the heck is wrong with Bears fans these days? They don't realize, like, they're like, why are Bears fans coming at us? They're like, oh, it's because we're on the top now and all this stuff. And it's like, it's that. that's why they think it's like this weird, unusual thing is because now that they're on top, it's like, no, dude. I mean, yeah, m- maybe you're you're in the conversation now because you're more relevant. You're like one of the four NFC North teams, and we're all kind of in this middle ground here. So you're getting more exposure to it, to whereas before maybe you wouldn't be involved in it. But it's not that. It's not they're just coming at you and not at us or Vikings fans or anything. They have just completely lost their freaking minds. And 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 the national media at large is partially to blame with this because you have complete dummies going on national television saying that a quarterback who has spent two years being one of the worst quarterbacks in football is going to win MVP. I mean, come on, man. Of course it's possible. Me winning the lottery is possible. Me getting struck by lightning is possible. Me entering a barbecue competition and winning the first time is possible. But you know what? It ain't going to happen. Of course it's a possibility that he wins MVP. It's also a possibility Jordan Love wins MVP. And if you think that's absurd understand the situation I'm in listening to you dummies. At least Jordan Love has never proven to be a bad quarterback. We have no idea what he is. Good Lord with this stuff. Hey, Ryan, what up? What up? 11.30 at night, I'm driving to the airport to pick up my brother. So uh, I am fascinating at 11.30. We'll see how this goes. Any hoozy. You were talking about a butcher and... Yeah. I can miss that conversation, but didn't you have a buddy that ships meat, so he'd be a butcher? He well, he's he's not a butcher per se. He um, has a business where he'll sell meats and what he work. He, but he works with um, farms, and I think the farms handle the butchering, I believe. So he works with local farms. He he drove, I forget where, somewhere way out in western Wisconsin or whatever, to try to find like the right kinds of meat that he's looking for in terms of like how the the beef is raised and or the cows are raised i suppose but um yeah he's more acting he, he he's not a butcher i'll just say that although i'm sure he's butchered a lot of stuff he's one of those guys i'm sure he's butchered plenty of chickens not sure he's ever butchered a cow though i would i would guess he is not but yeah i uh i guess kind of in a little way question also if you just have that buddy and he told does that what was his name again because i kind of want to buy some yeah delicious meat from somebody that knows what they're doing yeah uh, so um, that was a that was a while ago. Uh, he and I were working together. Adam is an old friend of mine, and uh, he decided he wanted to kind of pursue his his dreams of kind of this homesteading thing and raising animals and all that kind of stuff. But you can find his website at amodernfrontier.com. And actually, your your timing is kind of interesting. He just reached out to me about something new that he's uh, working with in relation to. So that that should work fine with you if you want to go straight to his website. Um, if you're relatively local, I know you're relatively local, probably on the edge of his um, shipping range over there in Iowa, I think is where you're from. Um, anyways, but I, I, I literally just got a message from him. It was kind of weird, but he, he mentioned that he's kind of working on... Um, uh, he's involved with a nationwide co-op. And the, the, the bottom line is he had a limited shipping range for his products. And it looks like he won't have that anymore because he's working with some other people. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just sent him a message because I just saw his message. Again, the timing is kind of hilarious. Um, 
I came on Facebook to try to remember what the name of his website was, and he just shot me a message, which I think the last time he sent me a message was like January. So <laughs> um, I'll just let it lie for what it is right now. I think he's kind of like me. He doesn't just, uh, he's not just on Facebook a lot, just kind of check it once in a while. But I'll get some more information, because if I can get some meat into your homes, then that is exactly what I'm going to try to do. In fact, i got to get some more meat into my house. Making some uh, chicken drummies today. I might even try to do, uh, what do they call that, the um, popsicles or whatever? Lollipops, that's what it is. I'm tempted to do that, because it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. I think all you're doing is, like, cutting the tendon, so that when the meat kind of seizes up, it, it all just goes to the top into this, like, little, little lollipop-looking thing. And just get this giant ball of meat. I'm excited, man. I'm doing that today. It's my second time using the Vortex. And I'm going to get these things good and crispy. Put on some good sauce. Mmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. Please continue. Um, and I actually don't have that many butchers around me. So, yeah, I could uh, get some shit. Uh, second thing is, how in the heck do people keep butt dialing you? I don't know. Don't you all have smartphones? That's weird. Um, mine unlocks with my face. So, you're butt-dialing me. Yeah, you uh, you get what I'm saying there. I don't quite understand. Any- the only thing I can think is sometimes I put my phone in my pocket and it's not off. You know what I mean? Like, if it's just still on and you put it in, it might push a couple buttons. I mean, it takes some skill. And then how do you get into the phone call area and then why like my wife will have that happen occasionally but her name starts with an a so it's a good chance she's at she's the first person on the list this is packernet after dark it's got to be smack dab in the middle of your director unless it's recent calls it might be your your most recent call or whatever so i don't i don't know i'm not sure how the, I've, i don't think i've ever really done wait i did i what did i do that did that once and it was super creepy because I, I think I hit, I mean, I was holding my phone, I think, but I, I, it's one of those things where you push some buttons in sequence and it, it like called somebody that was the most recent call. And I called some, uh, a nurse from my work, you know, cause we got to talk about stuff or whatever. Something's broken, but this is like 10 o'clock at night and I'm calling her up and it's like, Oh no, no, no. Hang up, hang up. <laughs> like she's going to think I'm drunk dialing her or something. What are you doing? Fortunately, I think I hung up before it like made it through. But yeah, otherwise, I don't think I've ever actually butt-dialed someone. I don't think that that's happened. You? Are you, uh, yeah, I'm just not going to go down that path. That's all I got. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what the implication was, but, uh, anyways. Hey, Ryan. Kyle from Madison. What up? So I was just listening to the pod on my way to work. And a lot of people chiming in about the rule changes. And I have to tell you, as someone who's in a relationship with uh, someone from another country who didn't grow up watching American football, admittedly, she's not like the biggest sports fan, but she loves basketball. She likes soccer. She, she likes games she can understand, right? Yeah, the, the offsides rule in soccer can be a little difficult. But other than that, you know, the ball goes out of bounds. It's the other team's ball. Yep. Goes through the goal, goes through the basket. You know, it's it's fairly cut and dry, sure, um, with some exceptions. But uh, we went to the Lions game at home that ended up ending our season last year, and I found myself kind of looking at the rule set of the NFL kind of from the outside for once. And 
you know, the, the flags are flying, and she's asking me all these questions. Well, why, why, what did they do there, and why can't they do that, and what's happening? I honestly just ran out. I don't know, honey, is what I said. You know, lifelong football fan, and I just kind of throw my hands up. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and, and it, it's kind of interesting what you can kind of be forced to get used to. Right. And then you have to explain it to someone coming from the outside, and you do realize how the penalties and the rules have just gotten so out of control in the NFL. Just so out of control. And I know we talk about it, but gosh, when you look at it, you know, through new eyes, so to speak, it really just maximizes the pain, you know, yep. of, of all of these rules getting in the way of the game. And I just wanted to, to say that because it was kind of an eye-opening experience. I knew we have a problem. We have too many damn rules. But my goodness, I don't even know anymore. And I, I listen to podcasts two hours a day. I don't even know anymore. All right, take care. Yeah, I'm recording podcast two hours a day. I couldn't tell you the rules. I really, I don't know. Um, and a lot of times I won't even comment on it because I just assume that it's the correct thing and I just don't understand or forgot about a rule. Um, but I could totally see what you're saying in terms of just the absurdity of some of these. And, and they are, they're just layered. We just layer rules on top of rules on top of rules. We We use rules to try to fix other bad rules and... You know, the one that comes immediately to mind that I would just think would be completely confusing is, you know, the um, where you, you can make physical contact within five yards, I think it is, but after that it's a penalty. I mean, it, it would just be so confusing to, to sit with somebody and there's a penalty. Why? Well, he touched them. Why can't you touch them? Well, because you're interfering with them trying to do what they're supposed to do. Okay. And then you see somebody get blown up in five years. Like, I thought that was... Well, no, you you can do it, but only in this area and... I mean, you can kind of do it a little bit and get away with it, but if you do it too much, you're going to get called for it. And, you know, it's it's 15 yards if it's contact, but it's, you know, at the spot if it's pass interference. And, you know, and then the tackling, I mean, constant flat, you know, the, the whole point is to hit somebody really hard, but if you hit them really hard in the wrong way, it's a penalty. Depending on where you hit them, it's a different penalty. Like if you hit them low, that's one penalty. If you hit them in the head, that's another penalty. They're all different penalties that come with different, uh, you know, punishments i mean the rules itself are no wonder the rules are so no wonder the refs in the nfl are so garbage nobody can be a ref in the nfl and do a good job the rules are so stupid and they're also set up in such a weird way that like we said that the, the reason you can never have you know like robots doing you know calling penalties or whatever because there'd be a penalty on every single play so then you got refs who are I don't know if they're deliberately not calling it because they don't want flags every play or that it's just that they miss some, and if they miss it, then it goes by. But it almost becomes subjective, like when do I call it, should I call it? And then it always seems like unfair because it's like, well, you called holding on that guy, but you don't call holding on us. Well, yeah, I mean, we're holding probably every single play, and so are they, and it only gets called once in a while when they happen to notice it happening. The whole system is stupid. Everything about it is dumb, and somehow through all this bureaucratic garbage, is still a somewhat enjoyable game to watch. It's just, they just keep, and, and then they just keep adding, and it, it just, it's absolutely painful. But I think that's a good point when you look at it, even, even from our standpoint, you know, a lot of our focus has been on this one rule damaging the integrity of the game and just not having a good reason for doing it. But if you really just step back and look at it, the entire, again, bureaucracy, just get like, I don't know what that was. The entire thing. Ooh, Adam message. So 
real quick, as I said, a modernfrontier.com is where he's at right now. This thing that he's doing is kind of a work in progress. It'll probably be another month or so before I can get you that information. But the point is, it'll just be more nationwide. So if you're looking for some, especially if you're into like grass-fed type of stuff, grass-fed beef, et cetera, et cetera, uh, there's a, a bigger nationwide community where they can supply the lower 48 in its entirety. And a uh, little side note, he's working with one of the American Ninja Warriors. So there you go. All right. Anyways, um, yeah, man, the rules are uh, the rules are stupid. Hey, Ryan, Kyle from Madison. I just wanted to finish a thought. Also, all of these rule changes in the name of player safety, I'm all for it. But don't don't act like that's your real intention. This is right. all about pacifying interest groups. Right. If you really gave a you-know-what about player safety, you would be handling the health care costs yep. for ex-players. Watching Domikowski go through what he's been going through, if you've been following him, is disgusting. Okay? So don't tell me you're making these changes for player safety, and yet you have this huge group of players that fall just outside of... Um, the agreement of the collective bargaining that just doesn't have health care, has all these long-term physical problems from the NFL, didn't make boatloads of money in their day. All right? If the NFL actually gave a rip about player safety, they would give a rip about it, you know, from the time they play till the end of time. Right? So I just, it's so hypocritical. It makes me just scream out loud. All right. Yeah, and and the NFL is famous for that, and I, it's it's really just become obnoxious, and it's one of those things where you got to be careful because they'll come out with this big thing like, oh, we support this, that, or the other, and and my first reaction is, f you, you know, but you can't say that because it's actually a good thing that they're supporting. Like one of the things that annoyed me was the breast cancer thing. Now you can't say f you to supporting breast cancer, obviously, because it's a, a very good thing that they're doing, but it's like you don't care. You don't care. This is your way of reaching out to women because that demographic is low. It's mostly men. You want to appeal to women. What can we do? Oh, I know. Here's an idea. It's a marketing campaign, and I find that to be gross. Now, did they do a lot of good? I Yes, they absolutely did, but there, there's still the, the, the duality in that. On one hand, I'm glad that they're doing it, but I hate their intentions. I hate the reasons why they do things. Doing things to help the players, but also blatantly demonstrating you don't care about the players is infuriating. And that's part of what's hard to get behind this, right? It's hard to sit here and say that it's wrong to help and support the players. It feels wrong to say it, and I know there's a huge proportion of people, if they heard me say that, probably many people stopped listening or are mad at me for saying it just because it sounds so bad. But the fact that it's ineffective, and and yeah, a big part of it is the fact that they, they're just not genuine in any of this. Again, look at the field conditions. We know that there are certain kinds of turf that are terrible and are just ripping guys' knees to shreds, and nobody cares. But you're right, there are interest groups. That's what I mentioned before. You, you get a bunch of emails. You get a bunch of angry emails, and we got to pacify them. And this, is, this happens all around with these big corporations. They're terrified of negative press. And they're constantly bending to the whims of whatever group is willing to rally or, or you know, gather together and send off a bunch of angry emails. And here they come, got to pacify, because they don't have any core values. They're soulless, just disgusting enterprises and it's become this thing where it's like you don't care about your players you don't care about the sport you don't care about the people watching it you're a bunch of just money hungry greedy d-bags and as as a person who enjoys money myself even i am looking at them with just complete disgust and disdain you don't care about the sport 
about the players, about the fans that watch it. All you care about is expanding to new people that don't like it. That's why you want to get into Europe and you want to get down into Mexico and you want to go up into Canada and you want to do... Because all you care about is the people that don't like football. People that don't like football and get mad at you because of the violence. So we have to change the rules for people that don't want to watch anyways. Expand into markets that don't like it. And I'm, I'm all for expansion. I would love to have more people that are fans. I would love it if the whole world were fans of the NFL and it was the biggest sport worldwide and everybody got together and it was a huge Packers fan base from here to freaking Taiwan and to Nairobi. You know, I, it would be amazing. But again, that's not why they're doing it. They're not doing it for the love of the game and for spreading just good joy and the, the, the wonders and mysteries of, of the NFL to the rest of the world so that they can have the, the same happiness and joy that I have. They're doing it for their bottom line. Money. The person that runs the NFL doesn't care about the NFL or the players, coaches, fans, nothing. It's freaking repulsive. And then they act, they treat us like idiots by you know, you know bringing out these things as though we're too stupid to recognize what you're doing. And my wife loved the breast cancer thing because everybody wore pink. She thought it was great. It worked on her. She wanted to watch it when, when they were wearing pink. Now it's, it's even with, the, what was it, when, when they have the American flag out there and they're flying jets over and they're supporting our armed services. The U.S. government paid for that. They're not doing it for the love of the country or patriotism. And it's the same with like this racial stuff. It's the same with breast cancer. It's the same with every single thing they do is fake. They don't care. Pride Month. You think they give a crap? They don't care. They don't care about anything. Everything they do is fake. And I wish they would just stop. I don't need you to be an advocate for anything. I just want you to make football awesome. I don't care if you want to wave a flag. and I, You don't need to wave any flags. American or rainbow. They don't need to be on the field. Okay? Play football. That's what I want you to focus on. We have to end racism. You're not going to. Stop grandstanding. Nobody expects the NFL to fix racism. Just shut up and play the game. Breast cancer. We got to fix breast cancer. How are you going to do that, Roger Goodell? I don't mind, you know, if you, if you want to raise money, great, but don't just throw up a freaking graphic on social media and force everybody to wear a color and pretend that you're doing something. And of course, you pick something that is so blatantly, obviously a marketing tool. It's just disgusting. But again, I can't be mad about it because I'm sure they did. Ra and that's a great thing. So I can't tell you to stop. But I also know you don't care. It pisses me off. <sighs> but again, I don't, I don't care if you're a freaking sleazeball. I really don't care. Just stop messing with the game, okay? Stop messing with it. Stop changing stuff. Stop tweaking things. I don't need you to, to preach to me. I don't need you to tell me anything. I just need you to shut up and let the men play football. In fact, I don't really need you to do anything because the teams can handle all the football stuff. I need you to stay the hell out of the way. Keep it running. Make sure the books are in line. All that, just, just please, just please stay out of the way and let these guys play football. I mean, again, it's so bad that the, the coaches and the players are coming out like these guys are ruining the freaking game. They, they just have these, like, big, grand ideas. I mean, it's, it's like Michael Scott with his freaking chocolate factory thing. Nobody asked you to do that. Just sell paper. Ended up being a good idea, so maybe that was a bad example. But still, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so over the top and like, oh, look, we have this new, this new thing we're doing. We're going to change the world. No, 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 no. Didn't ask you to change the world. I want to watch football. We're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, make concussions go away no you're not nobody asked for that shut up and go away anyways <laughs> why don't we why don't we take a break on that high note 
hope I'm not taking people. I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? It's it's sort of twofold. Number one, it's it's I wish they would spend as much energy as they do on this these other things that don't pertain to football as they did on football, and I think we'd have a better product. I, I wish that they would pay more money to referees and make them full time referees. I wish we would have less rules instead of more rules. And I I, I also of course don't dislike supporting positive things, but I know that it's fake, and I don't think it's necessarily. No, see, see, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to say it because, of course, eh, never mind. You, you, you get what I'm saying. I, I don't like the fact that they're so fake and they're, they're, they're parading around like they're great human beings when really what they're doing is kind of terrible. And it's all just this narcissistic. Look how great we are. Look how, look at how we're changing everything. It's like you, 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 uh, boy, oh boy, I feel like I'm going to a restaurant and I order a. Uh, a burger and fries and the owner comes over and sits at my table and starts showing me how he plays guitar check this out man I, i've been practicing stairway to heaven I'm, I'm still practicing but check this out you ever hear van halen like dude listen to me i don't need you i don't want you here nobody asked for a guitar solo and you also suck at playing that guitar i need you to go away and let your cook and my my server do their job and provide me a delicious cheeseburger and french fries. If you would just go away and let your staff do their job, this would be a pleasurable experience, and you're ruining it by trying to shove this in my face, something I didn't ask for, that you think makes you special because you want to be the center of attention and nobody cares about you. What we want are your employees to do their job, do a great job, and provide us a great service that makes us all happy. And in this situation, that would be the the GMs, it would be the, the players, it would be the coaches that provide us the service that we're asking for, and the service is football, and that's all any of us are asking for. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. Hey. Um, this call is actually for a 1265 fan because hey, I was listening and she said that she was up here in Campbell. Yes, I do know the Scott and Vivian oh, Mayo. Of course. Um, small town, so they are related to much of the town. Um, when you were here, I was actually running my barbecue stand. It was, I think, my 19, 20, 21, 22, 22. So that would have been my first year. 
Nice. Um, I'm not sure if you were here in the summertime, yeah, that would have been my very first year of having my trailer sit out there. It was uh, where the, the, the intersection is for the Parsons and Highway, that one intersection that we have in town. Um, there's that old gas station that sits there. And, uh, yeah, my trailer sits right there in that corner. Um, so, yeah, if you ever come back up, you know, I'll be there. You can get some barbecue and have a couple of drinks with you because, you know, it's Alaska. It's what we do up here. And, yes, it is very light through the course of the summer. Um, it takes a little bit of getting used to. <laughs> you take the first year or so of doing it, it's really strange trying to deal with all the daylight in the summertime. But it's, it, you know, it, it's fun. Um, one thing you got to be careful for for a long time people or people that are here for like a long period of time through the summer is um, the fact that it's daylight all the time and you stop sleeping because right. it never gets dark. Right. And uh, I've That'd seen it happen to some guys where, you know, you see them, they're running around like maniacs for five or six days or even up to a week or so. And, and then they just disappear for like two or three days because their body finally gives out and forces them to go to sleep and they have to sleep for a couple of days to get themselves straight again. Um, yeah, that's, I just wanted to call and respond back to that. You know, always, always like hearing about people that come up to Alaska because it's a cool place to come hang out. Maybe, uh, Maybe when the uh, the drafting happens, I'll get myself down that way. I got I got some family there in the Green Bay area, so I got a cheap place to stay. <laughs> so, all right, y'all take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, well, that's uh, good information. I, I I am curious, and uh, I'm I'm assuming there isn't a uh, an Alaskan style of barbecue. I could be mistaken about that, but I know different regions have different styles of um, barbecue. Because I know, like, I, I grew up in the Chicago area. And what I know to be barbecue is um, it's very similar to, you know, Memphis, uh, St. Louis style. You know, the, the dark, sweet, tomato-based uh, barbecue sauces. And I, I just thought this is what barbecue is. And then you come to find out, like, Texas has their own kind of way of doing things. Carolina has their own way of doing things. Uh, Memphis has its own way of doing things. Did I say Memphis? I didn't mean Memphis. Uh, St. Louis and uh, Kansas City be the two that I think are most similar to what I grew up with in Chicago. And I think it's probably similar to what you're going to find at most like chain, you know, like uh, Famous Dave's and whatnot. They're not, I don't think they're doing a lot of Texas or whatever. Anyways, I'm just curious what, what barbecue is to uh, to you up there in Alaska. Give us your secret, Steve. Hey, Ryan. Wayne from Illinois. Hey. I thought I'd call in. I got a couple things to go over. Last night I was talking with a neighbor. He said he's going to get up at 2.30 this morning. I said, you're going to smoke uh, something in your grill, aren't you? He says, yeah, pork shoulder. boy. I go, oh, I bet it's tender. So I thought of you. Thank you. That's, that's, a, that's a Packers podcast, and I'm so honored that when somebody thinks of pork shoulder, they think of me. Hopefully you think Packers, you think me too, but I'm just saying, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, quite an honor. Uh, today's podcast, uh, happy Memorial Day, by the way. Today's podcast, there was several people calling in talking about the stupid new rule change. And, yep. you know, as I'm listening, I think I finally figured it out. The NFL, yeah, as we know, doesn't care about fans here. The United States is pretty well saturated in its market. They're looking international. They have football envy. They look at all these, yeah. you know, soccer or international football 
competitions and they get a billion people watching them and they say, oh, our little, you know, Super Bowl doesn't compare to it. So they're dumbing down the game in hopes of getting more fans globally. I agree. Uh, another thing on my list, I was listening a couple of weeks ago, there's another uh, gold package, the season ticket holder, and so, you know, he ca- called in, and I kind of forget everything that he was saying because it's a couple of weeks ago. But, uh, you know, I'm one of the older people. I put it on Facebook a couple of years ago. At 64, I mean, the average fan in my area is probably 40, 45 years old. They don't stand. But I'm Howard because I listen to you, and so I don't stand the whole game. I'm 64. Yeah. Bad back and bad knees and all that. But I'll sit there and I'll holler the whole time. I try to get other people to come along and, and do the same. Best game by uh, with no uh, reservation was the Monday night game after 9-11. Wow. Packers posted the Washington team. Washington was favored. Chris Gizzy ran from basically inline to inline, and it was absolutely amazing. Love that game, and the Packers won too. That's all for now. Go Pack Go. That's very cool. That's a cool um, memory. I wish I could remember back. I'd have to go see if I can find that. That must have been a pretty emotional uh, pretty emotional game. I'm sure I was watching it. I'm, I don't think I've missed a Packer game ever. Um, it's kind of crazy to say, but I, I can't imagine why I would have missed a Packer game. But yeah, that is uh, that must have been a pretty cool experience. Um, yeah, and as far as you know, I, I I'm not sitting here trying to dictate that everybody, no matter your physical ailments, uh, you have to stand the whole game or anything like that. I mean, honestly, I don't think standing necessarily is required. Noise is probably the most important thing, but I think it just goes to general intensity, you know. And I think the biggest thing that that I would say in terms of the the whole standing thing is if somebody stands, do not tell them to sit. Standing should be the standard, not sitting. So anybody that stands is allowed to stand. Anybody that sits is allowed to sit because you're not obstructing anybody by sitting, obviously. And and look, I'll, I'll be honest. I was surprised. I didn't know. I was pretty ignorant. I was surprised that you didn't just stand basically the whole game. Because when you go to rock concerts, you don't sit. You know, The only time I ever sat at a concert... Um, was when I went to a Yes concert. Everybody sat and just enjoyed the show. Every other concert you go to, you stand. And sometimes you can't see because somebody's standing on the bleachers while you're standing on the ground. Everybody stands. Why? Because it's an energy thing. Can you imagine? Like if there was like a Metallica concert and everybody was sitting just going, oh, this is nice. But yeah, you go to a football game and you just sit and enjoy it. It was just, it was just weird to me. I just assumed that you just stand. It's just what you do. So that that's I'm coming from that standard where I find it strange to be sitting watching a football game. I'm probably standing most of the time when I'm watching it at my house, and it has no impact on the game whatsoever. It's just so intense. I don't want to sit. You know, I can sit for a little bit, but then I get anxious and I got to get up. And I say, I can't sit here. I got I'm gonna get up and I'm pacing around. It's just I don't. It's just odd to me. Uh, again, I understand physical ailments and all that. I mean, if your knees are hurting, fine. I probably sit once every few minutes for similar reasons, but. Um, yeah, it's just it's just odd to me the the lack of energy at a Packers game sometime even in critical situations where f- fully able-bodied people are sitting and find it odd that you're standing and will turn around and look at you if you start making noise like what are you doing? 
Like what? I don't. I don't even understand what this. What's happening right now? And yes, I completely agree on the the rule changes. It, it's and it's not just necessarily taming it down. I mean, maybe it's taming down the injuries or whatever. But I think they're also trying to ramp up. You know, they they want to make this as appealing as possible. They don't want to, you know, as you said, introduce themselves into new markets and, and you know you know the first time they play in Germany or whatever, and it's a you know three to seven football game. They want it to be 48 to 52, right? And so everybody gets excited, like, whoa, that was a crazy game. I couldn't believe it. So that's part of it as well. They they want to introduce themselves into the new markets as this, like, super crazy, intense, high-scoring game. Wayne from Illinois again. Hey. I was watching on my watch the timer. I knew I wouldn't get everything in. It's against the rules. Yes. But one more thing. You could drop it if you want to. I don't care. But uh, there's so much draft interest. And I got to wondering, when we have, uh, you know, one pick in the first round and it's 25th or the 28th or the 30th or whatever, you know, the whole night just kind of drags on. Yeah. So when Green Bay has two picks, and they've had a few seasons with that, and hopefully right. next year too, what if they traded away a second-round pick for next for 24, in 24, for a uh, Another first rounder in twenty five. It may not be the best for building the team, but it. Wayne, I've been advocating that since forever. If again, this idea that future picks are less valuable than present picks is so stupid. It's so stupid. If 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 I could give you my second round pick for a next year's first, I would do it every single year. Just think about what that means. You get your first round. You're going to have two first round picks every single year. That's insane. And essentially, what it is starting next year, you're trading your second round pick for this year's first. It's the exact same thing. You won't have a second round pick. Well, actually, you well no, because you're going to trade that one too. But you're going to have two firsts and no seconds. Would would anybody listening to this not want to trade your first round pick or, or your second round pick to move up into the first, and you have to pay nothing else for it? Of course, you would. So every year you're going to have two firsts and no seconds because you're trading your first for this year's second, even though technically it's next year's second. Last year you traded it, so you get two firsts this year. It's no different. It's so stupid. I would begin that process immediately. In fact, I'd be curious how much, like if, if I gave away my first round pick this year and I just want next year's picks, what could I get? Could I get two firsts? Could I get, you know, a, a 2024 and a 2025 first? Can I turn my one first into two firsts? Even if I can get a first and a second out of it, then next year I have two first-round picks and um, two second-round picks, right? So what if I trade a first and a second out of that? I still have a first and a second. So I get another first and a second for 2025, and then for my second, I get another first. So in 2025, I'm going to have my original first. So so I'm going to have three first-round picks now, plus another second-round pick. So I'll have three first-round picks and two second-round picks. Do you see why this is so insanely stupid? And the only reason I can think that teams don't invest in this, number one, is maybe they wouldn't actually get that much more. But I think it's because their their tenure is is short term. And and probably partially because they're short sighted and, and as we went through some of the data, a lot of it is their over over um confidence in their scouting abilities. I don't want to give away a pick. I've spent so much time scouting these guys. I know that we can get talent in this I da 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 right and just just denying that it that isn't gonna be the exact same case next year. They they don't want to face the physical pain and also the the potential for I think constant fear of your job, you know? I mean I'd be interested to to sit down with somebody and, and uh, about 
what you could potentially get and just run through the scenarios because all you're doing is just you're accumulating draft capital by doing almost nothing and and it, it's not like you're hurting now for the future that only happens once after that the, the next year you you choose to damage yourself now for the future but last year you took care of yourself so that'll backfill whatever you're giving up this year so it's really only one year of pain to continue this snowball effect i don't know why it doesn't happen but i would absolutely partake partake in that going to peak fan interest i think there'd be more people there on thursday night uh you know a second next year and a third in 25 you know if it has to go that far but you know certainly don't want to bust the bank but <laughs> the way to get more fans out there on thursday night again go pack go yeah it, obviously you could do it for just for that purpose which would be amazing um it would be a little bit um i guess anti climactic if uh you know the the packers were a late run playoff to you know they're picking 30 or something but i I don't think it's gonna matter man everybody's gonna be having so much fun the only problem is everyone's gonna be blackout drunk by the time the pick comes around but yeah i i I do hope that that it's it ends up being a special night i wouldn't expect the packers to do anything specifically to benefit that year um and as much as i would love to have a uh, really high pick i i hope if we have a high pick it's because we made some kind of a move in 2024 that uh, netted us a uh, 2025 first, and that team ended up sucking or something to that effect because I don't want to be a bad team, you know? But I get what you're saying, and I, I think not only should we focus on 2025, I think we should do that every year. I think we should be accumulating. If, if you're just going to give me extra value simply because that's later, then you're an idiot, and I think you I, I think you would be foolish to not accept that extra value from nothing. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's up, bud? What's up, Joe man? Joe the janitor. How are you? Uh, back to Connecticut. All right. So, um, yeah, back to Connecticut from Florida. Uh, I drove 24 hours straight. Um, well, not straight. It took 24 hours, port yep. to port, from Florida to Connecticut. Stopping a bunch of times, um, obviously. Oh man, what a miserable home. Um, at least on the way down, we stopped at the hotel. But yeah, packing three kids oh, in yeah. a mid-sized pickup truck. Um, two kids in car seats still. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough, tough ride. But uh, made it back safe. The ride back is always real rough. It 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 almost feels a little shorter because you did it once before, which is the one nice thing. But it's exciting to when you're driving to Florida. It's not when you're you have to suffer through this drive and there's nothing good on the other side of it. Live. Um, I'd say even though the car ride home was miserable, the rest of the time was awesome. Disney was amazing. Took kids to a couple of the parks. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We went to Magic Kingdom and, and uh, Animal Kingdom. Because nice. they're younger, so those are the ones they'd appreciate right now. We'll right. go back someday, hopefully. Um, you know, maybe this next time it won't be on my wife's time, you know. Uh, still looking for a job. Um, but anyway, yesterday was Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Um, I also wanted to touch on, saw some uh, tweets going on, some pictures being passed around about uh, Jordan Love and the boys out on a boat. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why everyone's so upset about it. I think it's great. If 
bonding overall all the players uh, looks like they're with the female good times man so I was happy to see that um, because everyone should enjoy some time off every once in a while you know Anyways, I'm sure I'll call back later on in the week. Got a couple uh, side gigs I got to pick up heading into work now. So, uh, yeah, have a good one. Shalom. Well, I'm glad you had a good vacation. Um, Definitely a fun thing to do, especially if you got little kids. Um, Just something that if you're able to do it, it's, it's nice for them to be able to experience that. But we're glad you're back. Back, Daddy. It's Jimmy hey. talking about candy bars. Um, it's real simple for me. Uh, first of all, I want to concur that <laughs> M&Ms are not a candy bar. But here's one. What about like Reese's peanut butter cups? Right. Not a candy bar, really, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they do have other versions of Reese's. So they've got other things that couldn't qualify for the candy bar category, although I'll say most of those are too much, too much. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I'm I'm just picturing in my mind a Reese's peanut butter cup candy bar, as in like Reese's peanut butter bar. I think that would be amazing. Like it'd be super melty by the time you got to the end of it, but that's probably most candy bars. But um, it sounds awesome. I don't know. Just just turn the the cup into a bar. Much, too much. I do like the crunchy one a little bit. Uh, whatever that one's called, but uh. Uh, that isn't like a candy bar form, uh, fast break, fast break, crunchy. It's pretty good. Um, but even that little much, um, my top candy bars, whatchamacallit, an oft forgotten candy bar. It's real, real good, real good. Best candy bar. Um, classic Mr. Good bar, often forgotten as well. Both of my, um, those are I'm trying to decide if I've ever had any of these. I'm looking up whatchamacallit. I know it's a candy. I don't think I've ever had one. And then, uh, Mr. Goodbar. Um, no, I don't think I've ever had a Mr. Goodbar. It looks like a Hershey's, but, you know, different. It's got the little things that you break off. I maybe have had one at one point or another. I don't remember that. My underdogs always go for the king size because if you're going to do it, do it, you know? Um, also, uh, honorable mention, I recently, uh, yeah, I enjoy a payday. Yeah. Uh, I think that's another, uh, overlooked candy bar. I do like a payday. And I recently had a chocolate covered payday, which is pretty Ooh. damn good. Kind of like a Mr. Good bar with like nougat. So, um, that's it. Candy bars, candy bars rule. Jimmy out. It is kind of funny because a payday does kind of feel like a candy bar that accidentally didn't get covered in chocolate. You know, it looks like the inside of a candy bar because it's just like caramel with peanuts in it. You know, it's kind of like a Snickers if you got rid of the nougat and the chocolate, which is weird because I have mentioned that Snickers are not my favorite, but payday, fantastic. I don't know, man. I, I don't make the rules. Uh, Jimmy Postscript here. I just want to mention that my previous call, I intentionally paused the podcast before I heard your take on candy bars. (laughs) And so I just wanted to uh, celebrate our united visions on uh, payday and that Reese's Cups are not uh, bars. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Jimmy out. Yeah, man. I do. uh, I appreciate a good payday, and I do think they should turn Reese's Cups into a bar.
Just because I'd like to eat a bar of Reese's peanut butter chocolate stuff. Hey, Mac Daddy. Just listen to Eli's call about his tattoo. And, um, well, first of all, I'm from Superior, so what's up, neighbor? Um, the way the teams are, I think he could probably do like a totem pole. Okay. Of all the teams. So that's my suggestion. If you find a way to arrange these things in an order, to which a totem pole looks really cool. Um, I mean, I'd obviously put the Chiefs at the top because they won the Super Bowl this year, but, I mean, you could have the bill at the bottom with the lion on top of the bill with the falcon on the lion, you know, just something like that. Eagle carrying away the falcon with everything else. I don't know. That's a cool idea. I love the Broncos. Let's ride. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good idea because you could do some cool stuff with a totem pole. You know what I mean? I mean, you you could do some cool graphics with each one, but you stack them all together. I don't know. That's a pretty good idea. All right, let's do one more. Let's get uh, Jim from Arkansas. Hey, Ryan. This is Jim from Arkansas calling. Said it wrong. Hey, got three things for you today, so okay. I'll try to make it quick here. Uh, the first is a long time ago, I called in, I recommended the movie Deadstream for you. Okay. Uh, I don't think I was the first person to, to recommend a movie, uh, but it seemed like it kind of snowballed after that. So I'm not sure if you ever had a chance to watch it or not. I want to find out if you did. Uh, I'm not sure if you caught it, but, you know, Deadstream is like a play on live stream, and it's about a podcaster. Uh, I, I thought it really fit for you. Uh, second thing, for the draft, you know, you've been talking about, you know, wearing a T-shirt or a pin or yeah. something else to identify each other. What about a bandana? Yeah, huh? dude. Make a uh, Packernet yeah. podcast bandana that everyone would recognize. People could, you know. Wear it on your head. You could wear it around your neck. You could tie it around your arm. You could do all kinds of things with a bandana and uh, still be recognizable. And the third thing is uh, the tattoo. For an Eagles-themed tattoo, what I would love to see is Santa cowering out on a football field with about a thousand fans getting ready to throw snowballs at him or in the process of throwing snowballs at him, right? I mean, you don't even need to say Eagles. Everyone is going to know exactly what it is when they see it. <laughs> All right? Santa getting snowballs thrown at him. All right? What do you think, Ryan? Wait. Well, I think you nailed it. I think uh, I think that's a great option. I'm just glad we got the tattoo things rolling in because I know he's been waiting, uh, hopefully been waiting, and because and, I know we got some good suggestions that are about to roll in and have rolled in already. As for the movie, I just looked it up. Um, Again, it's one of those things. So I, I did see, I mentioned this on the regular podcast. I don't think I mentioned it on After Dark. I finally did get a chance to watch, uh, what is it, Train to Busan or whatever it is. Um, that was, it was a good movie. It was. Um, I, I did have a couple couple issues. My, my whole uh, realism thing kind of bothered me. Granted, it's a zombie movie, but still. I, I didn't really appreciate the fact that, you know, on one hand, these zombies are able to take over everything. They can fall from skyscrapers, get up, and go attack people. And yet, one guy can take out, like, two or three of these things. Some inconsistencies there. If it was that easy, they wouldn't have been able to spread. It would have been able to be contained. 
So you got to kind of pick a lane. And they did find some creative ways to kind of get around that. And I wish they would have just stuck with that rather than trying to convince me that, oh, no, this guy's super strong and he can take out these zombies. Anyways, aside from that, I did think it was a good movie. I was trying to do other stuff, which is tough because you have to read the subtitles and everything, which, you know, if you're not focusing, then you're missing stuff. But no, it was a good movie. And the ending is, you know, definitely messes with you a little bit. It was a pretty intense ending. It was, it got me a little bit, you know, even though it was relatively predictable, it still was unfortunate. And actually the, the ending ending was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. But obviously we don't need to talk about that. But yes, I do appreciate the, uh, and, and I think it actually does fall in the category of just being a good movie. You know, d- despite my uh, some having that one issue, I thought the storyline was really good. I thought the acting was really good, although it's kind of hard to tell because in some ways they were acting in ways that I'm not familiar with, but then again, I think they're, what, Japanese or something? So they, they wouldn't. But yeah, good movie, emotional. But as for Deadstream, I'm going to have to kind of poke around and see if I can find a way. I, I see that it's, you know, you, you can do the whole seven-day trial or whatever. Every time I do that, I end up losing 20 bucks because I'm going to forget. And then they're like, oh, we're going to charge you. And then I'm like, no, 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 I want to cancel it. And they're like, okay, fine, you get this month because you paid for it, and then we'll cancel it next time. It's like, you bastard. It's actually funny. I never really realized this. There's um, Shudder is one place that you can watch it. It looks like, as best as I can tell, Shudder is like, Netflix for horror movies, which is kind of cool. <laughs> and reading about it here, first of all, Roger Ebert uh, signed off on it, which I'm surprised to hear his. I haven't heard his name in a long time. But it says it's humid curated, no algorithms. Every title is selected because it's worth watching. <laughs> I don't care what you like. This is good. You watch. But anyways, I'll try to keep my eyes open for that. But we're gonna leave it at that. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.